Good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see a few of you in the house already, nice and early. Good morning, Aaron. How are you, mate? James is there too. Got Kevin all the way from Florida. Mate, uh, always good to have you on. Mick's here. Morning, Mick. Got Rose. Fair few jumping on this morning, which is awesome. Luke. And uh, who else we got here? Uh, Source, Source, Source Judge. Sorry if I'm hatcheting that announcement or pronouncement uh, there. Um, Facebook users, Kumi's all the way from Perth. Jeff's in the house. <laughs> We've got everyone in this morning, which is good. Hey, Marcus, good to see you, mate. Tim's there as well in Sydney and Hardik showing up this morning. Hey, good to see you, folks. Welcome along to another Wealth Coffee Chat. As always, Fantastic to have you here. Thanks for joining. I'll always do the little uh, intros as we get things going. If you don't already know, most of you do, unless you'll be living under a rock or if it's your first time here, Jason Witten's my name. We do this little thing called the Wealth Coffee Chat each morning. And the reason we do it is we need to stay on top of what's going on in the world of property investing and investing, making sure we stay on track. Little adjustments, positive adjustments every day are much easier than large adjustments every year. And uh, so each day, weekday at 10 past eight, or round about 10 past eight anyway, had a little technical difficulty this morning, as you do. I was all ready to roll and then the audio wasn't working. Um, But we try to get going at about 10 past eight and we do a little something when it comes to the world of property investing. Because most of you know we've got a, a, a saying around here, This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. takes time to make money from property. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme, that's for sure. You know that. I know that. If you think it's get-rich-quick, you're in the wrong place. This is the wrong podcast. This is the wrong live for you. (laughs) Make sure you realize or understand what property can do. This morning, I thought we would talk about how property pays us. How property pays us. How do we get paid from residential residential real estate. <laughs> All right. Well, I was trying to announce, pronounce the dog's name. Um, Steph, that's that's much easier. Thanks. <laughs> uh, is that saucy? Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll uh, keep that one in mind. Today, we thought, I thought we'd talk about how we get paid. And um, property, residential property, as you uh, own and keep and manage it as you go along, can pay you multiple ways. In the early days, uh, it pays you fairly simply as you own it into the future. It can pay you quite a lot. I'm not talking about selling property. I'm not talking about trading property. I'm going to talk about the four ways property can pay you as you hold it, buy and hold it for the future. So let's get this thing warmed up. Let's hear from you guys in the chat How, what types of income, what types of money can you receive from your properties. Put it in the chat. Let's see what you guys think. And then I'll dive into the conversation today. The four ways, I've got four pretty straightforward ways that uh, we as investors get paid. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Whack it in the chat for me as we go. All right. And uh, we've got a few in here. We've got, uh, yeah. All right. Hardex going. We've got the rent. Yep, away we go. Tim's got rent and capital growth. Yeah, there's there's a version of that. What do we do with that growth, um, Tim? And I'm talking about money coming into our pockets in, in true cash flow terms or cash terms. 
Uh, rent and depreciation, yes, Luke, depreciation is excellent. Um, Aaron has got, you know, rent, tax returns, capital growth. Brilliant. All right. Well, there's a version of that. There's kind of like a, a version of all of those in how we can uh, get our get our income, get our money from owning property. So let's dive into that today. The simple one, the easy one, folks, as we know, or as you guys have all said, you the moment you own your property, you get rental income from that property, which is fantastic. The most reliable income source available in Australia, most reliable. It gets paid weekly. Uh, it's consistent. Uh, it's very, you know, it's very easy to understand. Somebody's somebody's a tenant. They're going to move into your property and they're going to pay you rent. Very consistent. Love it. I love residential real estate. It pays you weekly. Um, and a big tick in the box for me on that one. Absolutely. Tax uh, depreciation or um, a tax saving. Now, you know, I hear this often. I hear this often when, you know, there's certain people who like to say negative gearing is bad. Negative gearing is not good or bad. It's nothing. It's just a thing that you can do as a property investor. And to be honest, well, just not to be honest, just to be factual, folks, negative gearing is applicable to everybody, anywhere. Uh, in, in, you can have, um, I, I mean, you could have a lawnmower that you own and if you were earning an income out of it in a certain way, it went down in value. You bought the lawnmower, uh, you, were, you were hiring it out and, uh, you know, the lawnmower went down in value. You could claim depreciation on that and you could negative gear it against your damn income as a PAYG investor. It, ha- it can be for anything. So these turkeys who carry on about negative gearing is bad, well, I tell them to go jump off a cliff. Like, don't listen to those idiots. Negative gearing is not good nor bad nor whatever. It's just what it is. And you as a property investor, smart people take take advantage of whatever's available. And if it's not available, you won't use it. And if it is available, you use it. In reality terms, in real terms, P-A-Y-G, when you own a couple of investment property, two, three, four, five, if you were paying $25,000 in tax, you would get back real money, cash, folks, equals cash flow in your pocket. And when can you get that money, folks? Tell me in the chat, what's the, when, when uh, can you claim that money? When can you turn it into cash flow? Real money in your pocket. And for the smart, clever people like you listening here today, you're going to put it in your offset account and you're going to continue to even save more money. You're going to save more money. Boom. You can claim your tax back weekly, fortnightly or monthly, folks, right? In whatever pay cycle, uh, whatever pay cycle, you can do it. Now, every single one of you, if you're not doing this already, you should be. I feel like sometimes I've got to shake investors. I come and wake up. Like, you've got money, start using it properly, right? And the easiest place or the place I find most people be a little bit laser fair is this. Get your tax returns done. Do your variation. Claim it back weekly, fortnightly or monthly. Right, you know, you don't get wealthy by one fantastic, amazing deal. You get wealthy by understanding dollar. Each time you save that dollar, it's a dollar you don't have to earn. A dollar saved, a dollar back, a dollar in your offset account um, is the easy money, folks. Yeah, the easy money. All right, let's go for number three. Well, this and three and four, 
And these uh, these couple of ways uh, are other conversations we can have a chat about, all right, um, as we go, right? So number three, number three, it's connected to our capital growth, but um, capital growth, but really does does capital growth actually pay us in real terms, in dollar cash terms? Uh, the answer is no, it doesn't. But what can we do with that capital growth? Because it's important. It, it, it's good on paper. So if capital growth we can turn, uh, which is in effect against the property, uh, if we're able to lend against it, we've got some equity. And more importantly, more accurately, we've got accessible equity. We've got access to some equity, e.g., you know, you bought a property, yep, but refinancing can. Boom, Luke. All right, exactly. So you bought a property for 500 It's gone up to 700 You can access 100 k Now, when you've got access to that 100 k this is the next bit. I call this, it's just a fancy word, equity arbitrage. And I don't know if that's how you spell it, but it's called equity arbitrage. What does arbitrage mean? What's arbitrage mean? Well, what arbitrage means is if you go to a place, let's say let's say you earn money in Australia, which you do, most of you do, the Australian dollar, if you travel to somewhere else in the world, uh, your dollar, let's say you buy a, a Big Mac for a dollar in Australia and let's say you travel to, let's say, I don't know, uh, the Philippines or Fiji or somewhere else where your dollar might be stronger, your dollar might buy you two Big Macs. Okay, that's equity arbitrage. The the value of your money here is, you know, more somewhere else. Okay, so equity arbitrage is what's the cost of you refinancing money? Luke, tell me, let's say, folks, we've got access to $100,000, 100K. How can we make that 100K pay us now? Pay us. How can we make that money work for us? What can we do with it, right? That 100K, you might... Uh, borrow that money, let's say at 5%, you've got access to that money. And the cost of that $100,000 is 5% because you're using it as security. It's not cash, it's equity. It costs you money. Uh, and let's see, what do we do with that now? Now, this is where this is where most people, joint ventures for sure, Luke, um, most investors understand there's a couple of ways that property pays you and you know, we chip away at that. And there's nothing wrong with, with sticking with the first two over time and they will work. Tick, tick. They're a bit, they're a bit like the, you know, the, the, the slow and steady wins the race. The capital growth, once you've got significant amounts of equity, folks, once you've got some wealth in there, what happens is your wealth becomes extremely lazy if you don't put it to work. And, and we've talked about this before, equity arbitrage, you know, um, and right now, Luke just said, all right, joint ventures. You know, you could, you could, um, I know people who get um, share portfolios going. I know people who um, invest in um, a business. If it costs you 5% and you can make 15% on your money, so you can find something to make you 15%, you make a gross 10%. So your equity that costs you five, right? You go and find uh, an investment that's going to make you 15, 20%, right? Um, and this is what the wealthy do, folks. Wealthy people buy good quality real estate that goes up in value continuously. 
They set up access to the wealth, the equity in those properties, and then they use it to accelerate their income in other ways, okay? Joint ventures, there's a couple of ways in the, the development world where you can be the uh, second-tier lender. It's called mezzanine financing. You can you can earn 1% to 1.5% a month, pretty tidy. You know, that's 15 to 20% a year as the financier. You know, uh, if you take an equity position in some of those small joint venture developments, well, you can earn in the profits, in the profits as you go. Um, and you can easily earn 15, 20, sometimes 30% for sure. Um, yeah, Steve, you know, equity release 7%, 6%, 5%, whatever your number is, folks, you then find a um, an investment that's going to return you on that. So equity arbitrage, important to understand. All of us, all of us, all of you, all of me, you, everyone, this is where we become wealthy. This is where you accelerate your income as a property investor, the equity arbitrage number. Uh, and the fourth way is uh, a little interesting way. It's another, it's another version of using equity. But when you get a significant amount of momentum in your portfolio, when you get a significant amount of momentum in your portfolio, then you can do something um, with that equity as well. And let's talk about what that might mean just quickly. The last part, who likes the idea of earning, uh, who likes the idea of earning tax-free income for the rest of their life? What do you, like, who wants to, who wants to be able to uh, get access to capital and cash tax-free for the rest of their lives? Give me a yes in the chat. Anyone like that idea? Anyone like that idea, right? And let's say a hundred grand a year tax-free forever and a day. Yes, only Tim. That's good, Tim. You and me, I'll you, you stay here, Tim. <laughs> no, everyone's getting into it now, Kumi. Yes. All right, let's do this. So let's have a look at this right here. And um, if you haven't already, this is our portfolio builder um, that the, the coaches use with you guys if you're working with the coaches. And uh, what I've done here, I've just set up something pretty simple, team. Uh and I'll just quickly flick through it. I won't labor too much on this today, but, you know, we start out with our principal place of resident property uh, and then we buy one investment property, we buy two investment properties, we buy three investment properties. All I've done is bought three investment properties in my portfolio and you can see here starting year 2023 and we've got three investment properties as we're going along, right? So what happens uh, in the first 10 years, well, folks, the first 10 years is about just getting established, all right? This is where, and we've talked about this before, you know, this is a 10 to 20-year journey, property investing. The first 10 years is about getting established. But if you have a look at this here, which is our equity position at 80%, if you can access equity, and probably in this portfolio, because we're using the, the early equity we're using to acquire some investment properties. But once it starts getting going along, probably around year five, year six, year seven, we've got some significant amounts of equity we can have access to, right? So those bits. So what I would do when most people do, they come in here and they go, all right, well, you know, let's unlock uh, $200,000 worth of equity in here. You know, um, we'll, we'll put 7% in there for the cost of our money, you know, 
and we make, you know, an extra $26,000 a year um, from our joint ventures, right? So that's good. Nothing wrong with that. Happy as Larry on that one. We've unlocked a bit of equity out of our portfolio and we're making some more money. That money flows back and we can put that money towards, you know, debt reduction over here if we want to or, or not, right? Okay, but let's go down to, you know, the second decade of ownership in this real estate, okay? Let's go down to the second decade of ownership in this real estate. And this is where it starts to become pretty interesting, folks, pretty interesting. Your ability to access equity at this stage, just going to drop this down here a bit. Your ability to access equity at, at the later stages becomes a little different. Your loan-to-value ratios and borrowing become a little different. Um, and, you know, once you have more debt or, or more wealth, then, you know, they're not going to lend you 80 and 90%. That doesn't happen. They restrict it to 70 and 60%, which is not the end of the world, by the way. But let's just say we're at year 15, folks. We're at year 15. We're 15 years in to owning a uh, really nice home, three good investment properties, okay? And the capital growth we put on here uh, wasn't significant. Um, I'm pretty sure we put 5%. So there you go, percent capital growth. That was not, that's not ludicrous, by the way. That's actually pretty conservative. Let's have a look at you. Uh, we've got $1.5 million worth of equity. $1.5 million of equity. At some point, um, I would, uh, I'd probably put, if, I, if it was me, I'd probably put another five hundred thousand uh, dollars that equity into the joint ventures uh, using company and trust structures. By the way, so this is not advice, but uh, you know, if you want to do that stuff, you need to do it properly. So make sure you. But here's the drill. Let's say we've got one point five million dollars of equity right, right there, folks. Um, what we can do is we could use $100,000 of that equity for living. So if we go back to our little our little plan here, we go, what's the, what's the last piece of this puzzle, folks? What's the last piece? Equity, equity, tax-free, right? Tax-free. Now I've got, I have, a, I have a bit of a rule in this equity tax-free use. So your total portfolio value, okay, we're looking here. See this here, total portfolio value when we're, when we're on here is $6 million, all right, $6 million bucks. And I, um, who, who knows the rule? Who knows the rule that I, that I say about here? Um, what's, your, what's the total amount, that, that maximum total amount you can consume um, of your total portfolio value, folks. Tell me, what, what's the rule? Don't ever break it, all right? $6 million, what's the percentage? I'll tell you what it is. It's 2%. That's it. Boom, Luke. Right, and there you go, $6 million. How much can I consume every year? I can consume 2% every year. Um, maximum 2%, Jeff, 1% is better, depending on the value of your portfolio, depending on the access to your equity. 2% maximum every year because why? Because the capital growth is adding 4 to 5% anyway every year. You will never, once you let your equity get ahead of you a long way out, you'll always be able to take, let's say, 100 grand a year tax-free, folks. No, no, no cost to you. Capital growth keeps going. You've got money in the joint ventures and equity. Um, away we go as, as we go. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Alison. They don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're dead right, Alison, saying, hey, listen, I need to use my I need to change my language. They didn't understand what I what I was what I was meaning. Yeah. Um, and you know, for us as investors, you know, we have a set of language that, you know, these lenders, I mean, that's they're not investors, Alison, unfortunately, which is which is disappointing. But that's the way it is. So there you go, folks. Four ways, four ways your property will pay you. All right. You'll get rent in, you get your tax back. Um, your equity, your capital growth can be turned into accessible equity and you can in, um, make a margin, equity arbitrage, and then you can use uh, into the future your equity tax-free. That's an income, access to real cash. Folks, your capital growth uh, allowing you to access capital and money so you can live the life that you want. There you go. That's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. I think uh, – I think well, I'm a bit over time anyway. That happens often <laughs> uh, as we go. But anyway, folks, that's it from me today. Good to see you here. Thanks for joining. And um, make sure you join me tomorrow for another one, around about 10 past eight. You guys know the drill. Until then, ladies and gents, you guys take care. Bye for now. Remember, this thing's a marathon, not a sprint. Takes time. Buy well, don't sell. That's the gist. All right, folks. Adios. Have a good one. Bye-bye.